What if you could get a crash course in everything we teach about money on this podcast in just one weekend and leave with a plan to put it into action? Yep. On May 10th and 11th, we're putting on a brand new event called Total Money Makeover Weekend here in Nashville. Me, George, Dave, and the other personalities will be there. And we're even going to do a live recording of Smart Money Happy Hour. That's right. You can send that episode to your friends and your crush and say, I was there. I was a part of history. Get your tickets before they sell out at RamseySolutions.com slash weekend. Hey, guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. I'm George Camel. And this is Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Hour. George. Cheers. Yes and amen. Delicious. There it is. Well, this is the show where two friends who happen to be money experts talk about what you're talking about. So everything from pop culture, current events, and money. And we have a special guest today, Rachel. My producer from my YouTube channel, oh, Alex. Yes. You got so- Sorry, Alex. I was hey. like, who's coming in? It's different. It's Sorry Alex. to disappoint you. It's just time. producer Alex Sorry, filling Alex, in I'm for so producer Lindsay. Lindsay is um, sick. Yeah. So people love Lindsay's voice and her laugh. So you need to bring that I'll today. Been there. You've been here for two other ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been here before. I've never heard you laugh, Alex. You know? Give us a laugh. Look at, <laughs> on command? Oh, look at yeah, George. on command. George is funny. There we go. That's how that? he laughs on my YouTube channel. So now I know it's all fake. It's all fake. <laughs> Today, Rachel, we're using a term that checks multiple boxes. It is giving melodramatic Facebook rant from your great aunt Brenda and nerdy vocab word that will impress your smart coworkers. Oh, yeah. What word is that, George? The term is desensitized. Oh, so we're going to be asking the question today. Are we becoming desensitized as a culture from everything? For movies, money, and debt, and so many other things, George. It's going to be a good episode. That's right. And uh, before we fully dive into this digital think piece, Rachel, we're sipping on a New York sour. I mean, I love a sour, and I love New York. But it's a beautiful drink. Like you can't really see it, but there's a beautiful like foam and color on the top. There's this orange and purple situation going on. So we're going to give you the rating. We're going to reveal the cost per glass at the end of the episode, and of course, recipe in the show notes. So stick around till the end. That's right. Okay, so George, uh, should we start off with some basics here? Okay, what's a basic for you? The definition? Yeah, let's go to like old... desensitization? Let's go to uh, old Webster, shall we? All right, here we go. The official def of desensitization (laughs) is to make emotionally callous or insensitive, to make someone or something non-reactive to a stimuli that formally induced a significant response. Leave it to nerds to make it more what? complicated. Okay, so to do emotion to make emotionally callous, I can take that. Or you're insensitive. Insensitive is a real easy word for desensitized. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> All whatever. In there. Okay, so let's throw out some numb. things. Numb. I'm just gonna go numb. Like you're just sort of numb to it. It doesn't um, affect you anymore. You so know, what's some pop um, culture examples? I'm gonna go like language and movies. Now that everything is like on net, it's not like like when we were. Growing up, I feel like you had to you watched everything on like ABC or NBC, like, and there was a level of right censorship there. Yes, that you had to have on network TV. Now everything, HBO, Netflix, all these streaming services where they don't have any, they don't have a bar where they say that's too much. So, I mean, I think the language it's a little not much to be for you. Prudy prude here, but I there's think- a. But, but here's what's crazy. You can go through, or I can now, and watch something, and I don't even I don't even realize it. Like, I've become desensitized. Oh. But every now and then, I'll be like, man, I feel like they're just saying the F word a lot. Well, I think, like, 
PG-13 is the new PG. Like back in the day, oh, I think yeah. I could watch a PG-13 movie with my family and it wouldn't be awkward. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, oh, they, they can do that in PG-13? Okay, okay. that's where we're okay. at. And I will say this, though. What's going to be fun with Mia is you're going to go back and rewatch all your childhood movies. And I won't realize. And there are some. Like Home Alone during the Christmas season. Yeah. Home Alone 1. I mean, Uncle Frank's like, you little jerk. And they, I mean, they, and they cuss in there. What do they say? What do they say in Home Alone? Is it? Oh, that's right. The, uh, they use the uh, S oh, word. Oh, a a word. They use the S word. We we are censored here <laughs> on this. <laughs> We're family friendly, Rachel. On this podcast, so we will not be using the term. Listen, seven year olds are <laughs> but listening. Three letter, a, yeah, yeah. Kevin, I would let you sleep. I with mean, me Christmas you vacation on my. One of your and favorites, Rachel. The Griswold family Christmas has some scantily Sandlot, clad some scenes. Stuff. So I'm just saying, they're not. We weren't all squeaky clean back in the '90s, George. Sure. You could look back on some and be like. Dang, wow. But it seems cute now compared to what's I out there. That, I, that's today. fair, that's fair. Um, how um, about video games? Are you a gamer? Um, I used to be a gamer, and I felt like back in the day, I was like, wow, there's some violence here. But now the violence is so 4D and so real. Oh, yeah. You know, Call of Duty and all of that. And uh, it's gotten it's gotten aggressive. It's you pretty know. wild, yeah. Binge watching shows that were on live, like you had to tune in at a specific time. You don't have that anymore. Oh, so we're desensitized just, by like an urgency that we don't have. Yeah, an urgency you used to have anymore. to like wait a week, and now it's just like on demand. I know. Yeah. You just watch them all in a weekend, and it's over. We just expect that. Yeah, it's so true. What else? Um, I think we're desensitized about how quickly we can get like music and things. Just we have everything at our fingertips. I yep. used to have to like Napster my the album I wanted. Yes, you know what I mean. And oh. these days, Kazaa. Anyone? Yes. Illegal. Definitely blew up Windows 95 with viruses. Oh, no. At the old family computer. Yeah, it wasn't good. But burnt CDs. What's or, the statute you, of limitations on that, Rachel? They're going to come the after you. CD, yep. Mariah Carey Butterfly to get two songs that you really wanted. You bought the whole CD. That's true. They would pad the record with like terrible songs. Yes. Now, just to get to the same. And I remember some, because I will, I'll, I'll give my age here. I wasn't like a full on cassette. I was more a CD generation, oh, wow. but I had, we had a few cassettes. We had Amy Grant Christmas cassettes okay. growing up. So I do remember you had to like flip the cassette around, turn it upside yep. down and put it back but in. But you never, like what it. I did was I would put the cassette in and I would record from the radio <gasps> on the boombox boom to that make too. my own little playlist. Or Delilah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had, had a whole cassette. We had one in Boston. Songs. It was called Magic 1067 and it was a guy who was very like, okay. like I oh, are listening to Magic 106.7. I'm David Allen Call Boucher. In with your love story. Exactly. We will uh That was yeah. the vibe. That's how we grew up. Simpler now, times, kids. You can just Spotify it. Just find a playlist someone else made. Do all the work for you. <laughs> What's up, guys? If you want to be better with money, your first step is to start budgeting with every dollar. This is the app Rachel and I both use, and trust me, it's great because it gives you everything you need to make budgeting easier, faster, and dare I say, even enjoyable. Yeah, I think you can say that, George. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable to have more money, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you're intentional with your spending. Guys, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Oversharing on social media, I feel like I've become desensitized to that. I just feel like back in the day, remember when just Facebook, it was to- like, "What are you up to?" And Rachel was like, "Nothing much." Post. Yes. Now it's like you here's know my everything. political view on this one subject. Yeah, and it's everyone. like your diary, and it's like here's how my if you are wondering how it my is. gluten intolerance is going, here's what's going on with my small I intestine. Know. Okay, and okay, so much. here I will. <laughs> it's too much. Okay, let me say this though, because as a woman, following a lot of like influencer people, women, other women, 
you're engaged in their lives. That's like what their job is, is to share their life. And and then they get a bad rap because they're like, oh, you make everything look good. And oh. then when they are actually like vulnerable. Yeah, show like a crying post or something to talk about the real. Is that oversharing? Well, it's not oversharing <laughs> as much as it is. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's just so not real. Like whenever I'm crying, I'm never like, ooh. Let me get my phone out. <laughs> I know. Hey, guys, I'm in the middle of crime. <laughs> I'm trying to be so double. I don't know. Advocate. It just feels weird. It's such I, a private I'm, moment. I'm with you. I know. It's I fine. Know. There's a lot of money-related things we've become desensitized to, though, as well. Yeah, for sure. Prices of things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, coffee. Yes. Like, coffee in my brain it used to be like $1.75 for drip coffee. Now it's, you know, three, four bucks. Lattes oh, yeah. are now six, seven bucks. You want oat milk? Mm-hmm. $7 extra. It's insane. <laughs> uh, parking. We live in Nashville, so if you ever go downtown and you, you get a parking park. garage or parking lot, and it's like 20, 30 bucks, you're done. Yep. <sighs> Babysitters, because I'm paying for that now, <gasps> Rachel. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like and on top I, of the cost of the date I, night, you're paying yeah. for the babysitter for a few hours. Mm-hmm. That adds up. Because on average in Nashville, I mean, it's anywhere from 20 to th- we twenty to thirty dollars an hour, yeah, depending on who it is, and then some people even more. I would pay money to watch King Charles <laughs> at the Cruz household. <laughs> put him, put him to bed. To in put his him king down bed, in that queen, queen bed, bed would just mean the world. One day I'll do it for free, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll kid swap. We'll take it. Oh, the girls would be <gasps> what obsessed. a great swap! You get my four month old baby, and I get your <laughs> wild three children. Well, no, just Charles. <laughs> Oh, just Charles? Yeah, he's four. I'll take him anytime. Just get some trains. You're good. Yeah. I'll good. play trains with Charles. You'll be good. I uh, ambiguous fees, Rachel. We're so desensitized yes. to like when you buy a ticket online for anything, there's a convenience fee. So much. And uh, Airbnb, the cleaning fee. That's how they get you. Airplanes. There's always a fee for you everything. You buy a concert ticket. You look down and it's like fee, fee, fee. Fee, 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 fee. Yeah, fee, 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 fee. I tried to buy tickets to a, <laughs> uh, some comedy shows and I gave up today. I went on Ticketmaster and I was like, nope. Why? Because it was too expensive? They're astronomically expensive. Oh, George, buy the ticket. No. It was hundreds of dollars, Rachel. Oh. Hundreds. Yeah, is it like a known comedian? Like there Jerry was, Seinfeld? It was an epic show in L.A. <laughs> happening in May. It's like Seinfeld, oh. Gaffigan, Nate Bargatze, all in one night. Why would you not go, George? It's a bucket list type of a thing, and you love comedy. Number one, I was like, who else is going to go with me that wants to spend hundreds of dollars and plan a trip to L.A.? And you have to get an airline ticket to L.A. And transportation and lodging Wow, you sound like nights. Nancy Swift. <laughs> I'm not on that level. Comes for a I'm just unwilling. I'm <laughs> Except like, I pulled the trigger and had the time of my life. George? I'll get there, Rachel. Whatever. I'm on baby step seven. <laughs> it just I wasn't hate worth crypto, it. crypto, but I'm George Campbell. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you should. Is that what I sound like? <laughs> you. I hate buy. crypto. You should buy that ticket, George. All right, fine. Come I need on. someone to go. Would Winston go Will with you just me? live like no one else. Who's going to go with me? I don't want to go alone. Mm hmm. Now people are going to be reaching out, being like, "I'll go I with you. <laughs> I'd love to I'll go. go with you, George." Oh boy, anything? Oh, subscriptions—they're okay. killing subscriptions, us, Rachel. Yeah, and then my other one is the movie theater. I said that I sold the story on a other Smart Money Happy Hour podcast. But when we when we went with our kids and we did, I tried to guess the price, and we did the dinner. I mean, we did. We went big. Yeah, but holy was it like two hundred bucks? Crap. Wasn't yes. it two hundred bucks? Yes. It was a lot. And even just for a ticket. And then you buy an $8 bottle of water while you're there. Oh, yeah. But we sneak stuff into. But, man, it, it's, it's just a lot. a lot. Anyways, we just start to get, we get used to it. We're desensitized That's back right. to that point. So why does this all matter? 
I mean, there's a lot of people who would argue our culture has gotten way too sensitive in some ways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're humans. We're made this way. So when is the right time to be sensitive to things? And when is the right time to just, you know, let it go? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? To be sensitive to things, I would say, like, with other humans. Like, That's in good. relationship and that kind of thing, right? When Don't be callous. Don't let your heart grow cold. Yeah. Towards yeah, people. Towards people. Um, Everyone's going say, through something. We still want to be sensitive, I think, to like like wrong and right in the world, right? Like there's wrong things that happen and we should not be okay with those things. So like kind of things. the moral side. Yeah, I think that. Um, Generosity. Yes. Don't get desensitized, even though that happens to me at tipping screens. I am desensitized to just going like, no. I know. No iPad, not today. And then it is funny too because I think we can be desensitized to even generosity because – People, even some other YouTube channels or you watch like some extreme thing on TV or whatever that people give like insane money, like $50,000 and all that. And then when someone gives you money or if they, I don't know, there's like an exchange that happens. Like I I have a friend that waits tables and she said, yeah, like sometimes it's like a 30% tip. Normally, you should be floored, but she's like, but then I just saw this video of this guy who left 100%. Who got 100. Like, yeah, so you, like, automatically, like, have wow. expectations because of other things you've well, seen. Well, that's true. Even income and wealth we've gotten desensitized to. Like, yeah. $100,000 income was like, oh, my gosh. Right, But right. now, everyone's like, well, I mean, that's barely enough to keep up with inflation, Rachel. <laughs> I know. And if right. you have a million dollars, like, well, a million dollars, that's a cute start. <laughs> have fun trying to retire off a million dollars. You know, there's, we're just so desensitized mm-hmm. to money in general. It's but so the number true. one thing we are desensitized to as a culture, Rachel, if yeah. this was Family Feud, the number one answer would be debt in my book. Oh, I would agree with that. Is that a hot take? Yeah, because you're not, people are not floored by debt anymore. Or back in the day, I feel like it was like, wait, you have a credit so card or like you have a car loan. Well, like I our, mean, our parents' generation was kind of like, debt is bad. We should shun this. Grandparents especially. Yeah. Now it's celebrated. People yes. are on TikTok being like, I'm $15 million in debt and you should be too. In real estate. Those are the videos that we see that I get know. shared and, and get and likes And there's a and lot clicks. of them. Okay, so like um, student loans. This is a big one. Yeah, because college tuition is insane. And I'm the first person to say it. You look at it and you're like, wait. What? We met with our financial advisor. This was at the beginning of last year. I'll never forget it. And he talked about our 529s. We were looking at the at the kids. We had not done one for Charles yet. But we were looking. And he gave us the projection rate if inflation stayed where it was for an in-state tuition. And I can't remember the number now that I'm sitting But here. it was what? Like 100000 I mean, it was something beyond stupid. Like what you would need to have in that account? And you're almost like, oh my gosh. Like at that point. Is this worth it? Is that worth I mean- no, I mean, right sitting here right now, like, no, go get your real estate license and sell some houses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go you could, become a YouTuber. <laughs> it's working out for us. <laughs> well, I mean, we both Hi, have Mom. college degrees. <laughs> I unfortunately took out student loan debt and yeah. it held me back as I became an adult of just like starting mm-hmm. my life. And we've seen this with the stats. It's delaying people from starting families and moving to where they want to move and mm-hmm. doing the things they want to do, buying a house, all sorts of things. So that is one we've gotten desensitized to because it's so normal now for yep. us just to go like, well, you take out student loans. That's how you get through college. Yep. Uh, and student loans have not been around for very long. I mean, we're talking, you know, decades ago. Right. This right. whole thing kind of started after the Soviet Union, you know, Sputnik. So in my new book, Breaking Free from Broke, I walk through the entire history of student loans. Wait, That's why I know this. I did I the research. I genuinely don't. Please enter. Please go. This is what we are here for. Okay, so Sputnik. Sputnik. Wow. 
the Russians launched Sputnik. It's like yeah. a, a beach ball oh, sci-fi. Oh, I know satellite. what it is. Oh, I know what it is. Because conspiracy Ra- theories. Because Ross on Friends dressed up as a potato one episode. That's <laughs> what you think of? Yep. Ross from Friends. <laughs> to be inside the brain of Rachel Cruz. <laughs> so the Russians send up Sputnik. Yep. So America gets insecure and decides that our students needed more education. Can I ask what year this is? This was... 1960. 19- Get the book out. Yes, Rachel, there she is. It's right here. There, it's right look here. Look at this. Can I just show you? You're going to love this chapter. I by really the way. don't mean to be inquisitive. No, Rachel's going to go read don't... this chapter now. No. I'm really excited. Okay, you ready for this? Here we go. Okay, page 75. Okay. 1957, the Soviet <gasps> okay, so Union before, launches the satellite. Before we walked on the moon. So, 1958, Eisenhower creates a low interest student loan program through the National Defense Education Act. So the money came directly from the government, wow. and it's meant to make it easier for middle-class families to send their kids off to college. Mm-hmm. So in 65, Johnson wants to make this more accessible to lower-income students, so he signs the Higher Education Act, and it changes how the loans are funded. 1972, Nixon creates the Student Loan Marketing Association, SLMA, wow. which turned into Sally May. Wow, there's got to be a conspiracy in all of this. 100%. The government has some level of control over mm-hmm. us. And so over time, Sally May goes from this like government-sponsored entity to a private organization that only exists to make money, yeah. yada, 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 okay. siskumba, and we're See, all screwed. And here's, what, <laughs> here's where I lose faith in humanity sometimes, George. Usually I'm a glass-half-full kind of gal. This is where I'm like, man— the intention of all of that started off so well, right? For to help lower and middle yes. class families go get a higher education, a great education, like and get better to jobs. To me, that hard, like that is so good. That is so good. And but then the way that it is created, greed path, ruined everything. Well, the path happened. It puts people in debt, which again, their intention was for it to be good. But we all know that debt it it just holds you down so much. And then and then the power and the money come into play. A hundred percent. And then it just completely blows up. I mean, it's just terrible. Wow. Yep. They're after your money. You want the next one, Rachel? The thing we've become desensitized to? (laughs) What? I'm just kidding. Rachel's like, this is my spinoff podcast. No, We're talking about space (laughs) and debt in one episode. What do you have to know about Rachel? She's always like four seconds away from turning this into a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Like that is a talent that I, you have that no one else does. Okay. What's the next one? Next one, next thing we've been we've been desensitized to is car loans and car prices. Oh, for sure. Like yep. car prices are now, and I talk about this. I call it Carmageddon. I cover it all, <laughs> Rachel. I don't do this to pitch the book. I'm just saying <laughs> I've done the research. And it's so it's good. wild. So now, like average car price, you're talking forty, fifty grand for brand new cars. Yep. And it used to be ten, fifteen, twenty okay, grand, exactly twenty five grand. Technology and and the things in the cars now are more. They have to be more expensive. Yes, but you know what I think? Conspiracy, just like college tuition. Yeah. Blew up because student loans made it easier to get monopoly money. I think the same thing has happened with car prices. That's they can charge true. more because people are willing to take on more debt. I agree with that. Yep. And they don't mind because they're going to afford the payment, quote unquote. Yep. yep. And uh, I this one actually didn't make the cut, Rachel, for the book because it was just too much. It was too much. But I had I did the research on the history of car loans. And here's the thing. 1908 Ford Model T, you know it. It costs 850 bucks, which is about 20000 in today's world. Oh was pricey. That was 18 months of the salary for the average wage back then. And then 1919, GM forms the General Motors Acceptance Corporation to provide financing for cars. So about 100 years ago, they were like, hey, more people will buy this if we let them take out debt for it. Yep. But the loans required about 35% down with the rest of the payments due in a year. 
Man. So there you go. <laughs> Have we so, come far? Over time, the other car companies needed to compete. And so it all Ford happened. then launched their own to yep. compete with GM. Yep. Yada, yada, mm-hmm. like Seinfeld. And here we are. Carmageddon's upon us. Do you ever have a thought? This is in Rachel's brain, too. Because I'll see like period pieces, time movie, like um, Titanic or something. Yes. And you hear these um, dollar amounts, right? Or It's a Wonderful Life, you know, after Christmas. Do you ever like imagine what if you like had if you time traveled back then with your money today? Oh my gosh, how astronomically wealthy we would yes. be! Yes, I would. Do you ever think about that? I would like change an entire village, like a little Hallmark movie. I'd be like, you know what? Everyone's debts paid off for ten thousand dollars. We're covering the debt for the <laughs> entire village. <laughs> and they're all just like, what, like who is what this a guy? Man. But you know what this is like? Going to a lot of foreign countries where the currency is yes. so devalued that like yes. your American dollar. Yes. It's worth a bajillion in yep. their currency. Totally, yeah. You know, Dave was just talking about this uh, with me when he went to Egypt. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's like three and a half cents to the dollar. <gasps> no way. Yeah. It, it also reminded me of how blessed we are in America. As much as we like to complain. we're desensitized. We're so desensitized. Point. Like, our average salary compared to almost any other country is mind-boggling to yep, them. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's that. Um, Next. All right. Uh, let's do uh, home prices. Yeah. So this is, you know, really mortgages. We've been desensitized to home prices and mortgages. Mm -hmm. And that's, it rings true because home prices have, you know, ballooned over the last few years. And that also means we've kind of been desensitized to the mortgages that go along with it. Because now we're like, well, rent's 2,800 bucks. So why not take on a $2,800 mortgage payment to make up for it? But it's not apples to apples. And so this is a big one. And people also keep their mortgages hanging around for decades and decades. Yes, because that's normal too. We become to again, go into retirement with your mortgage is so sadly normal. Yes, I know because we are so used to it. We're so used to debt, and so it's like well, oh, yeah, it's like, not a big deal. I can't pay off my student loans, let alone my house. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is just deprogramming a little bit and realizing that you can pay off the house if you got out of the other debt. Yep. So okay, next one, George. Uh, credit card interest rates. Yeah, mm. average now is a twenty-two percent. Rachel, that's insane. That is wild. Like That's we complain wild. about mortgage rates at, you know, seven, eight percent. Yeah. And on a bigger number, obviously. On a bigger hundreds scale. of thousand dollars. But outside of, you know, payday loans, credit cards have the highest interest rates on yep. any type of debt. Yep. Just terrible. It's crushing people. You know, I think as a country in our culture, instant gratification, and you almost become desensitized because you're just doing what everyone around you is doing. And so it's this feeling of like, oh yeah, this is normal. And if this is normal, I'm okay. And because of that, these habits are created. We get into debts, credit card interest. I mean, all of it. That that should be insane. Like, we should look at some of this and be like, this is crazy. What are we doing? But we don't because it's all normal. And that's like, that's the world we live in. And so. Well, and it all starts with the gateway drug, Rachel, the credit score. Yes. Which, again, with Minority Research, has only been around since the 90s mm-hmm. that we said we need the credit score. How do you get it? You yep. got to take out debt. You got to have the credit card. And so that starts the path for most adults when they're 18, 19, going, look, payments are normal. I just have to afford the payment. That's the way of life. And when you can just – the earlier you can stop that mental process of going like more payments, more payments, can I afford it? Instead going, can I afford it in full and get rid of payments – then you can really start building wealth yeah. and living the life you want. Absolutely. Okay, so what can we learn from all of this? What are a couple of things that people can put into practice Ooh. to say, okay, this is this is good for me. This is pushing back. I, I'm not being desensitized. I'm sensitized. I'm sensitive. I am aware of the reality of what's going on and not blinded by the normalcy of what's going on. Well, a lot of it points to instant gratification. 
Yep. That's the heart I of agree a lot with that. of this. Yep. We want it now. We can't wait. We don't have delayed gratification, which is the opposite. Mm-hmm. And so we have to build that muscle over time. And it, it's a habit like anything else you have to build to go like, oh, I need to save 100 bucks a month for a year to make $1,200. And then if I do that for four years, I can afford a $5,000 car. Yep. You know, it's that kind of thinking mm-hmm. that allows you to get out of this cycle. Yeah, and I think our ego plays into a lot of this, right? Because you think about the, even the cars, right, as we were talking about that. And I'm like, it is. I'm like, there's a humbling experience when you drive a crappy car, right? I mean, like, it is what it is. But I'm like, we live in a world where a car means so much to people and it, like, says something about you and all of this. And and it is amazing. I'm like, when you can trade your ego <laughs> for peace of mind and a life where you're not you're not owing people anything— because and I understand people say, oh my gosh, well I need a reliable car X Y and Z. But then the reliable car is a fifty thousand dollar new That's truck insane. or whatever, and you're just like, no, 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 no. So it's this feeling of saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to put what everyone else thinks about me, and even a level of like, am I stepping backwards in life to do something different? Yeah, uh, it's a big deal, and and that delayed gratification, I'm going to be patient with it. It pays off in the long run. Well, and parents but it's are not exciting. a big part of this. People don't like that. No. But there's, I think parents have to swallow their pride because they put pressure on their own kids and oh, want to live vicariously through yeah. them. And their kids are a reflection of how they're doing. And so that's part of the reason why the next generation gets stuck in these cycles. And there's some entitlement. Like, we did better than our parents, and our parents did better than their parents. And there's this cycle yeah. that's a good thing of you want your kids to do better than you did. But that also means I need the nicer car faster. I need the bigger house sooner. Yes. And so you compare yourself to where your parents are at or where your friends are at, and that causes a lot of these problems Yeah, too. that's a good point. Comparison culture. Um, okay, next is to challenge yourself to take a break from debt. And, and you talk about this in your new book. But you say like, what, is it a 30-day challenge? I have a, so at the end of the credit cards chapter where I make the most compelling argument of all time, and this is according to my credit card f- friend who, That's you a know, promise. He is a, he's a big fan of credit cards. And he was like, you made a, some really good points. Mm. So at the end, I say, hey, I'm not going to ask you to cut it up today. That's the end goal. Just take a 30-day break, lock it up, put it in a block of ice in the freezer, whatever you have to do, and stick to using your own money for just 30 days and see how it changes the way you spend. And the results have been amazing. People DM me and they're like, I, I, I just no thought, idea. I'll try it. What do I have to lose? I saved $700. Yep. In just not spending that. I would be a monster with a credit card. (laughs) Monster. (laughs) I would be out of control because it really, for me, I am the worst at this. It's so easy. Where I would would truly not feel the pain of it. The only thing that saves me is knowing that that money is coming out of my checking account the moment I do Apple Pay. Yeah. And it's gone. Like, it feels like, oh, my God, it's gone. Okay. It's gone. Yeah, that was a problem for future Rachel. But if I was like, oh, we'll worry about it. I would be. I'd be the add-on girl. All day. The add-on girl? <laughs> oh, add that on. Add, throw that in. Oh. Do you need you? Yeah. No worries. Put it on. That Put would, hers on there, too. You'd be would, so generous with other people's money. I would be. Until I would you be. Have to t- pay. I really would. The credit card would be my, my slippery slope. Yes. So don't be desensitized by this, you guys. It is so normal. Everything, everything we were talking about. All of this debt. Be weird. It is. And I'm like, yeah. Like, do something different. Even though it feels like, oh, no, everyone is doing it. Because they are. Do something different. I love it. Well, and Rachel, uh, not to do a pitch, but that's the heart behind my new book, Breaking Free I from know, Broke, that yes. just launched. It's officially out. <gasps> Congratulations. For all the people it's to in the enjoy. World. It's 
flying around the country right flying. now. Flying. And boxes <laughs> showing up at doors. It's in people's it's so uh, brains and ears now with the audio book and the hardcover. It's one of my favorite covers, too, George. You're Thank just you. pushing back against the lies. Pushing back against this toxic culture, trying to get you yeah. sensitized to debt. Get, get out of here. So that's a lot of the book, is unpacking the system of debt that we've all fallen for and then showing you a path out. And uh, you're going to love it, Rachel. Oh. Out of all people, you are going to I love it. it. I love it. Because of the Taylor Swift reference. All of it. And I say a line in your audiobook. <laughs> That's right. Congratulations. Yeah, I'll say it now so everyone doesn't have to be Yeah, surprised. say your line, Rachel. This is a big line that she has in the audiobook. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> really sell it. <laughs> give a little until you can give a lot. If that's not reason to buy it, I don't know what is. <laughs> that alone, that's the moneymaker. That was very scripted. Hold on. Casual, Rachel. Here's casual, Rachel. Give a little until you can give a lot. That was good with the eyebrow raise and everything. <laughs> Did you see it? Oh, yeah. That's classic Rachel. Okay, anyways. Well, you got a few I'm mentions in the audiobook. <laughs> you made it. You made it. You made the big time, Rachel. But so yeah, uh, I'd love for all of you to check it out. You can get it at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Yeah, and love the book, support. You guys. Our Smart Money it's Happy so Hour fans, they showed oh, up. Oh, I know. They always do. Y'all have been awesome. So great. Love y'all. All right, George, it's almost the end of the episode. And we close out every episode with... Guilty, guilty as charged. charged. And that's where our producer, Lindsay Alex, gives us a new guilty as charged question every week. Do you have one? I do. You did? Oh, you came I prepared? I was I came like, prepared. did he know about this? good producing right before there. I got here. Okay, um, what is it? All right, great question. Have you ever pretended to know a song or movie <laughs> oh, no. or pop culture reference to fit in? All day. <laughs> Is there I've a day I haven't doing done it. that? I have, I've stopped doing it in recent years as an adult because it will come back and I feel like people can read you and be like, she hasn't. I'm trying to think if I do this more with music. I think I do it more with movies. Music, it's harder to be like, oh, yeah, I know that band. And yeah. It's like it's not a band. It's an artist. I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You know? So I don't try that because music people are snobby and they'll sniff it out. Yeah. But movies, you can be like, oh, yeah, I think I saw that a while back. See, now I've learned – this may be manipulative. I don't mean it to be. But if I haven't seen it or I don't remember it, I genuinely now can be like, no, I don't wait, I don't think so. Tell me more about it. And people love oh, wow. to then expand on it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that's not. and then it And they walk away being like, I really like Rachel. She's <laughs> just there's something about her. It's so wonderful. <laughs> but then it genuinely creates good conversation. And I feel very okay with it. So yeah. More yes. As an more as an adult. I'd say in my thirties. I always deny. It usually but happens earlier with, if you're um, in a group, I would be the nodder. Like, mm. Well, any movie that's like more than <laughs> 10 years old, I have no recollection of. And like, I probably did watch it at some point. Sure. You know, like I've watched Jurassic Park. Do I remember anything? <laughs> no. All I remember is Jeff Goldblum. You it's know, a, it's a great movie. Being the standout star. But so that's the truth is I probably have seen it at some point, but I pretend but I know more than I really do. You haven't do. seen Father of the Bride. So I don't trust... I think we need to start a movie list. I've just upset the entire cast and crew (laughs) here, telling them I have not seen Father of the Bride 1 or 2. I cannot believe it. Martin Short. I mean, they are I love Marty. (laughs) Love Steve. Alex, how about you? I feel like you've never done this. Uh, No, definitely. Definitely. Probably with my kids, you know. Have you seen this meme? Have you heard it? You know. Yeah, Definitely. Your kids lie to you, or do you lie to your kids? No, no, me and my kids. I want to fit in with them. What do you have to? What do you stand to win against your own children by lying to (laughs) them about this? um, Be relevant, you know. Yeah, relevant. Relevant. Stay relevant. Mm. I feel like Winston would be like, "No, I don't watch trash (laughs) movies like that." And everyone be like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely." It's a trash movie. Do you know what Riz means? Of course. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it depends on who it is. If I'm trying to like impress them, like the less I know them, the more likely I am to lie. The even, closer I am to them, the more I'm like, no, today, because I feel like it's a hum- I feel like it's a beautiful characteristic of someone to be like, no, t- I don't think I know that. Tell me, right? Because you're like that's so genuine. They are so honest. That's but I couldn't do that because I truly do not care. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, tell me, having someone explain a movie they like is one of the worst experiences known to man. Like, there's this scene, and like there. <laughs> I'm sorry, George. I'm sorry. And then they ruin the movie for <laughs> you. Know you. Stop is that me worse, out. or is what's other worse? Someone telling you their dream. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, that should be a federal crime. <laughs> You're like, I don't care at all. <laughs> you should have to Venmo someone ten dollars every time it you is, tell them about your dream. I mean, even <laughs> Unless, here's the caveat: if they were in the dream, I'm intrigued. <laughs> That's fair. I'm intrigued. You know, if like you were in my dream last night, I'm like, okay, this could get weird, but tell me more. <laughs> <I know. laughs> It's a weird thing. I know. But when people share their dreams, you're like, okay. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you were in a dream. You and Skylar, who's our associate producer. Yes. Can I tell you what it was? Oh it's my very gosh, short. it's happening right now. <laughs> Actually, I'm like, I don't wow. care. No, no, no. It's, I'm not a long, I'm not a long dreamer. Okay, go. What I remember happened? one thing about the dream. <gasps> what happened? You and Skylar were hosting the Ramsey show, co-hosting together. <laughs> and I just remember oh, going Skylar like, was here. and I remember going like, Skylar can't co-host the Ramsey show that's not a thing and everyone was like no she can do it it's fine and I was so upset that no one else cared I was like she can't just do that <laughs> that was it I don't know that was the dream don't know what kind oh, of it's so funny oh what my was gosh. going on behind that but I know Skylar sorry, sorry. Skylar she's not here to defend herself today that is I know that's the worst part of all of there this. you go so yeah we're both oh my guilty. gosh so good okay who finished their drink first? You were. Me, New York Sour. It was delicious. Tell me what's in it because I. Wouldn't you like to know? I'm very confused. The flavors are interesting. It's a New York Sour is what it's called. It has bourbon, mm-hmm. lemon juice, simple syrup, egg white, Angostura bitters. So that's kind of your traditional whiskey sour. Sour, yeah. Bourbon sour. Here's what makes it a New York Sour. Claret wine. Coppola uh, claret wine. Is a little floater on top. I don't even know what that is. It's like a liqueur. You know Coppola wine? You've seen Mm-mm. it? It's got like a gold netting around it. Okay. You may have seen that in stores. Okay. Is it a wine? It's like a $20 red wine. Okay, so it's a wine. It's a good wine. Yeah, it's a good wine. Why is wine. it that specific? What's different between that and like a Pinot? Maybe it's a Coppola New York connection. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why they use this one, but they do. And okay. uh, here's the cost breakdown, $3.79 per glass. So okay. you got to get a bottle of wine and the bourbon and all these things. So it's not the cheapest drink, but it's a real special one. It's really fun. Yeah. Very it almost classy. almost takes you back to December vibes. Kinda Is that feels- a Taylor reference? <gasps> back to December. I don't know why. I was, why. I was so, like, <laughs> so subconscious in my soul. I didn't even mean that. I don't know why in my head I'm like, Rachel just speaks in Taylor Swift lyrics at this point. <laughs> No, it just it, it could it could be a almost a Christmas like a winter. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Yes, Some, it, like not Christmas. That's like I don't know. It has like a winter vibe, which I like. Hundred percent. Anyways, so, so recipe good. in the show notes. Give it a try this weekend if yep. you want to be fancy. All right, it's closing time. If you enjoyed this episode, if you will go and leave a review, do it. We love it. We read them. Appreciate them so much. We got a lot of reviews about the Sharon Ramsey episode. We I got to call that Everyone out. Everyone loves Sharon. Everyone loves Sharon. It's so fun. Yeah, and share this episode with a friend. If you get the word out, that is helpful as well. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an all-new episode next Thursday of Smart Money Happy Hour. Money, happy hour.